yeah and I think so I feel like and this does go into what our podcast is about because of love so like I feel like this is the thing that I had to realize about love like to me I absolutely love my family even though my love does not look like what people think love looks like right and so like I remember I think we talked about this before my uncle coming to visit and how much he drove me nuts and how much he got under my skin and how much it irritated me and I wanted him gone and I didn't like him and I wasn't necessarily particularly nice to him and I still felt like it was love because I did it anyways right like to me love isn't like when things are nice and easy and comfortable like I'm nice and comfortable and nice to you like that's dumb like that's easy that's just basic like if someone smiles at you you smile at them if someone says hi to you you say hi to them that's basic instincts you know you give what you get but when someone treats you poorly and then you're still nice to them that's to me love when someone isn't kind to you or when someone doesn't show up for you and you still show them grace compassion forgiveness that's love so feel like that's kind of how I try to strive to operate but I also know it doesn't mean and I'm learning it doesn't mean that I gotta have a relationship with you doesn't mean I have to interact with you I can love you and show you love even when it doesn't have the romantic emotionally feel goody explosive sparky all of these things that people associate with love like there's a spark there's this passion there's this emotional connection I don't have like that's what people feel like you know, you're supposed to be close to family. You're supposed to... I don't have an emotional attachment to my family. How could I? I don't have an emotional attachment to the idea of family outside of, like, you and the kids. Because you were the ones who would help been there for me, like, back and forth. Like, we have an actual relationship. So just because of a title, I don't have emotional connection as far as... Well, maybe that's not true. Maybe there's an emotional connection that's just suppressed. But I don't feel like warm and fuzzies is what i mean i agree with that you know what I and mean? i think like, that ties in very well to what you started out saying about love that people treat it like the warm and fuzzy yeah. part because love has been by the way ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the codependent podcast as you can tell an episode about love I'll be honest, it's one of the most complicated topics. Yeah. It's one that we've been meaning to tackle or been talking about forever. Yeah. And it it reminds me of stuff that you've told me before and that we've discussed before where there's an assumption that you think what I think about this word. Yes. Right? And so it's the four-letter word probably that encompasses the most human emotion on the planet. It's such a challenge. But people just settle for this. I love you. Okay, do you love me? Okay, cool. Okay, we said this. This is now. And <laughs> and it's almost like, okay, it. good. Yeah. It's almost like a deep breath happens with no further <laughs> chatter about what that means. What that means. What's the expectations now? Yeah. Like any of that. And of course, we all admit we don't exactly know. So maybe that's implicit in just the usage but for me i just find it fascinating how many of these themes have become widely socially accepted yes and um even uh hmm, 
immortalized or like yeah like worshipped yeah quoted yeah yeah like and, and it's so like scripture so then what i mean by that is including scripture mm-hmm. this is the f- wonderful quilt <laughs> that is this word you've got everything from corny disney teen kids usage mm-hmm. which we understand this is teen love or mm-hmm. puppy love mm-hmm. we have this word for that but then you can go to first corinthians which is supposedly then widely accepted by some as the actual yeah. meaning of love, you know, <laughs> like, and then you'll have the one that's like, I'm waiting to say it to this person that I've been dating for six months and I don't want to say it first. And then, cause when you say it and then you're it and Ooh, that's beautiful. there's so yes. many different facets of this thing that we accept in each of their own little arenas. But then you'll also have a couple of 20 years or 10 years and the man or the woman or the woman or the woman or the man or the man Mm -hmm. will say (laughs) will say i don't love you anymore or i love you but now there's this other little remix in love with you yeah if you put it in i don't know where that came from but it's in front of this word that we're already not even describing because they're saying romantically so i love you Okay. And now, but I'm not romantically in love with right, you. Right, right. But I love you. So these are so the. This ex- is why it becomes complicated because you have to even understand nuance to be even able to understand that. Some people don't understand that, and even just the idea of every time we talk and discuss love, it's romantic. It's not brotherly. It's not familial. It's not friendly. It's like always. Like, cause I am a big lover. Like I am a lover of love. Uh-huh. I am a romantic for sure. But even outside of romantic, I am just a like relationship person, I guess. So it's fascinating to me cause I'm very much the girl who will send her friend, female friend flowers for Valentine's day. Right. I love you. Like you've been there in my life. You've had my back. Like I want you to feel loved on this day. The same way I do things for my kids and you obviously like so i feel like but there's this idea when we whenever we talk about love like i even told you i was participating in this like facebook game today the questions end up being so romantically based even though you know men and women are going to be playing this together Uh so there's going to be friendships in this and it's not always just romantic and sex but it's like we don't it's almost like that's the only thing that's entertaining look at how tv has gone look how everything has gone it's almost like there's no nuance even with rap it's just like fuck like porn like everything is just hardcore in your face there's no subtleties anymore there's no finesse yeah like sam smith like i just want somebody to die for yeah we go straight to not like somebody to take a walk with thank you and and here's the thing like even if it's a friend just walk out in the park but so and so and oh my god it's like even to like what you're saying it's like the conditioning of the male and female psyches Uh is that if i'm doing i can't do this and enjoy this with a person as a friend like that's romantic that's what i'm saying like why we walk in the park for exercise we walk in the park for all these other things but now if it's a male with a like if it's cross gendered or cross sexualization right whatever now all of a sudden it's like romantic right like cause even if it's two lesbians, like if it's a lesbian couple and now she has a good friend and then she goes for a walk, like well she is she allowed to go for a walk with her best friend, female best friend, in a park See, at, and at then, dusk or whatever. And then what we'll say is she has love for both, right? And then it can get murky, mm-hmm. but I think 
if you look at society's projection of love in the movies it's the it's the people painting the picture of the ideal thing but the source of that painting the brush is the pain and so that's what i think when i look how i look at love Mm -hmm. is that love cannot exist without pain and fear that they're the same that they go together in the sense that a lot of the love you feel for people is because of pain that they have sat with you through or a lot of the love that other people feel for you as as human beings is pain that you've sat with them through what i mean by that an, an example is if you have a friend who's been with you since high school if you have a friend who's been with you through breakup after breakup after family fight after this and they've been sitting with you and hugging you that's a lot of transference and pain that they have sat with you through which will make you say this person right here i love to my core and you'll see a correlation to me between pain and love in every relationship the ones that have a heightened sense of love and romance somebody is hurting somewhere to sustain that heightened sense and and i will agree that they are sustaining a heightened sense i don't agree that it's always the receipt of love i think sometimes it's twisted and it's the giving of love right like that's okay. that stockholm that's kind of like my story like that's where it becomes toxic when you have trauma is like people will say things that are like that this is a normalization of like the experience of like how you feel with your relationships but then with the traumatic person it's the opposite it's like you have been taught and beaten to a point where you're doing and not receiving giving love basically i don't uh, think i've ever felt like i was receiving love until more recent years uh-huh, uh-huh. but i was giving it because i loved you guys and because that's what you do like like you know and i'm trying to get it or i'm trying like whatever but it's like you may not feel it or you like that's even going back to some of what we were saying earlier with the whole story is just sort of like perception becomes reality right like when i look back now like you're saying what is love <laughs> you know i never felt the warm and fuzzies i never felt light i never felt da 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 but of course i felt supported like obviously like you and the kids have always been here with me through everything like kind of what you're saying so like that's what i mean like there's that even in that conversation there's a difference between what am i feeling versus what is actual love right or yeah. what is the emoting concept because that's what i'm saying i never felt loved that doesn't mean you weren't though Right. And that's what I had to go back and realize. And so here's another component of love that what we do don't mean by felt. Two things. So there's a component that we like I feel like we don't talk about uh we want it's not that we only want love. We want it how we want it. So when I say I never felt loved Wow. It goes deep, right? Like you talk about warm and fuzzies but like just like basic stuff like your mother's supposed to like you your mother like all the things that people say that your parents are supposed to do mine didn't technically do so it always felt like there's something wrong with me they don't like me like I was treated different than other siblings I was treated different than other family members I was 
never praised for anything always criticized everything I did was wrong but in regards to like having EQ and comparing I see my brothers being praised for things I'm seeing them being uplifted for things I'm seeing uh just so many different things and it could have been my perception at that time but just so many different things that felt like was wrong with me even with the acknowledgement of me recognizing even at that age that she would say she saw herself in me so it also even felt like rejection of herself but it almost felt like for some reason there was a lot of my dad that she saw in me and herself that she saw in me that she didn't like so I just never felt all the things that people tend to think like protected safe liked loved warm uh, I was talking to a friend recently about trying to cuddle with her and her like rejecting me with the affection and not wanting it telling me I would be too clingy telling me no man would want me that I'm your I mom want too was much. saying this yeah okay. my mom was saying this that I want too much that that's asking like you know smothering her but at the same time also seeing when I would then cuddle with my uncles she would be upset about that and didn't like that and like I can now see there's a version of jealousy in it but back then I just felt like she hates me and I felt like everybody hated me. I felt like nobody cared because nobody defended me. Nobody like stood up for me. Nobody checked on me. Like just even like you good. Like or even after the fact when stuff came out to the family checking in like, you know, like whatever. Nothing. So it just always felt like for some reason it was easy for everyone to walk away and abandon me and leave me knowing everything going on. Even to the point of like telling friends growing up, their parents knowing, church people knowing. Like there's definitely been people that knew and their life just continued and it just always felt like I would even see some of those heavily invest in other people's lives or like you know heavily help out other kids or do things for other people so it just always for me felt like there was something wrong and off with me and then of course when I got married to you it was like once again not necessarily knowing but like your dad your brother for you guys everything I did was different so it was once again like this is off what's going on and then like even the things I would do to cope like this is off what are you doing so it just was like okay a reminder something's wrong with me something's off with me you guys didn't mean any harm in it you were teasing but for me I felt like once again I'm rejected and then people talk on their fear so like your dad would say like he was scared I trapped you that's a legitimate concern that he should have as a parent of a teenage father but for me with my trauma, I've never been able to not think that and not like I've never been able to let that go that that's how he thinks. Like that's who what he thinks I am, the type of person he thinks I am that I would do that. Like I remember I told you that with Lori, like uh, her saying something like, whose father is it when I got pregnant? It's like, damn, who do you think I am? But I had to really, they don't know, they have no clue. But it's like, those are the things like when you're saying never felt loved, I didn't feel loved but then I had to realize when I said there's different degrees I didn't feel the type of love or the amount of love that I wanted to feel right and that's what people disconnect with in relationships right when I look at it my mother loved my brothers more than me that's true it's the same way that she feels that her mother loved her brothers more than her and there's probably truth it was easier for her mom to connect with them when you say loved more what does that mean warmth the fuzzies the warm and fuzzy parts not the but some of that translates into the actual physical component so like 
when I say it for both my grandmother to her kids and my mother to me, I mean both components. My mother was warmer and more affectionate with my brother, my older brother, than she was with me. More physically affectionate. Yes. Okay. More praising, verbally, verbally, verbally praising okay. um, of him, more uh, relaxed in her rules for him. Okay. Um, Less strict. More verbal and more physically affectionate. More interactive, I guess. Mm, more attention. Yeah. More pleasure derived from. More pleasure from him. They share sure. more pleasure and back so and you forth. have to take, and that's what I said, sometimes you have to look back on life and kind of break things down. So when I look back on it, he was the oldest child and oldest grandchild. I always knew that. He's the oldest child. He's the oldest grandchild. So he's always been the favorite, but he was the first. So there's a component where he's the favorite because he's the first experience of parenting, the first experience of grandparenting. It was a lighter time of life. They were in New Orleans. They were happier still. It was like still a bit more merryful, at least from even the stories that I've heard from them. Both of them, like they'll joke about certain things of New Orleans in those like early times. But I feel like by the time I came on board, it was falling apart. So there could be some emotional projection from that from my mom then i'm like my dad's baby girl so there's a favoritism in that component where um part of it is because he went away he was in the military so he wasn't there for like the first few months of my life or whatever so he was on a mission to connect with me but if you're a traumatized child which she was you're not going to interpret that in a so-called healthy way so um and they're fighting probably definitely and then he goes I'm just going to go over here with my daughter. Exactly. So it's like, if you look at the actions, people will say she didn't love you, but it's like, but what was she trying to do? Because she's also the mother who talked to me about her struggles, who painted nails with me, who told me she sees stuff in me and like basically just sort of things like she knew she wasn't patient. That's something that she needs to work on. She saw that in the same way I wasn't very patient and she was encouraging me to work on it. Like, so it's just a lot of things where it's not black and white. We want it to be black and white, right? So like taking it down to a smaller comparison of friendship. Best friends, we have this idea. If you're my best friend, I'm your best friend. It's supposed to be even, right? mother father to children like we're all your children it should be even um so we have these ideas of how relationships should be and so a part of the pain is that right because it's not just that like you said we paint these ideals it's not just that i want to have love i want to be in love i want this ideal love i want this uh romantic knight in shining armor kind of love right it's not just that i want a mother i want a good mother i want this you know picturesque perfect ideal mother right like you want the fairy godmother whatever those things are is what we want and then we want it returned right so all my life I never felt loved all my life I said I wanted to want it to be loved she did love me she didn't love me as much as my brothers that's what you wanted like you wanted to be treated evenly or fairly or but it's like we're not being fully honest with exactly what it is the same reason when people have an issue with like platonic like uh, extramarital affairs or extramarital relationships I need to be your number one I need to be yeah. first I need to have this thing so it's like I need to know I have this access and no one else has it that's what we think there's a component of love that we put that into right like our children you guys have an access to me that no one else has my wife you have an access like a to prioritization. me it's a prioritization it's this like prize like I'm your number one you have access I feel it right because for me I do this weird thing because of my history where I'm 
I'm a loving person, but like I think the love I give confuses people, right? Because I'm very much uh, chasing the relationship to figure out where we're at, where they don't feel like there's a relationship yet, right? So for me, it's like, oh, we had this thing in common. We can have a relationship. Now let's see how deep this relationship is. They're still trying to determine if we're even going to have a relationship possibly, yeah. right? So or where the relationship is or where they what they feel about it or any of that right so i feel like i'll have this tendency to run kind of full speed ahead but it's from a safety perspective i'm trying to figure out do you like me or not like me like even from a friendship perspective like do you want to be friends period then i can see now you're safe now i can start opening up to you now I can start talking to you and being me and having a real relationship. Even if it's just friendship, now I can start it. If it's romantic, now I can start it. But all of that preliminary process is for me trying to find that safety. So I almost rush that because it's like I need to know if you're safe. Because those things that I would share is different. It's almost like what I share and don't share doesn't match with other people. Because there's a lot of very vulnerable stuff I share early. But there's a lot of deeper things that I'm not going to do. So, like, even just basic stuff, like stuff that's to other people, like just asking somebody for help. I need to know we both agree that I'm a friend. You're a friend. Now I feel like I can ask you for help. I need that solidified. I need to know that we're friends before I can do certain things. So even though I overly share about my life, I don't feel solid in this relationship until there's a title or there's some type of, like, thing that you've told me this is where we're at. I feel like a lot of people feel that way, but they haven't done the work to like internalize it or explain it or understand it. So I see it with friends all the time. Like, you know, they can't verbalize why they're upset, but they feel upset that this friend loves this friend more than them. Now, that's a comparison thing. If you just want to be loved, why does it matter? Because it's not that we just want to be loved. We want to be loved the most. We want that priority. Like you said, we want that number one spot. Like I need to be the most loved. I need to be more loved than anyone else in your life. It sounds like love just saying means like wanted or like it's all desired. Of that because if, so this, and that's my point. That's so when you were saying, is it emoting love or is it actual love? They go hand in hand, right? For some people. And that's why I said it's almost like you even have to be careful for that because with trauma, it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. But for most people, if I feel warm and fuzzy about you, then I'll be more willing to do the actions of love. Right. If I so have some emotional will, connection will to you, absolutely. Of the love. Well, they say love is a choice and love is sacrifice and love is deeper than flowers and cards. And exactly. what you're saying is if you tickle my fancy, whether that be socially with your compliments, if you have an aesthetic vibe that tickles the fancy like i said and or or if you've taken taken in a lot of my pain as a friend as a family member listening to me when you don't have to taking late night calls or driving me places or helping me move or giving me advice when i'm depressed and if if you've invested that kind of time and energy and absorption of my situation into your life that's kind of a warm fuzzy you know so it's like there's so many things that can activate the human being to that motivation of loving acts or block them so like what you're saying my uncle gave a scenario where he bought my brother something 
my mom got jealous and said you didn't buy me nothing this is what I mean about love my uncle feels like as a mother if I show love to your children I'm showing love to you my mom did not feel loved from that action though so that was a miscommunication a mistranslation in the concept of love for her you doing something for her kids does not necessarily make her feel loved why because since she was 16 years old she had children so since she was 16 years old the focus has been on her children when has she been the focus of love and attention herself she was running around the streets of chicago and new orleans by her damn self at a young age i mean obviously with siblings and with uh cousins and family members but from a young age on drugs at a young age so it's like that is a lack of care that has been shown to her that she should now then just magically be able to give to a child how she doesn't possess that ability but that's what i'm saying but so when i look back on it does she love me sure to her best of her ability but the love i felt was inadequate so like that's the thing that you have to be honest about because that's the pain on both ends like the truth of the matter is that was inadequate that was painful the pain that that caused though not your fault is unfixable in the sense like you can't erase it it's unerasable it happened it happened and now it will forever challenge our relationship sure stored pain it will forever create a challenge in our ability to get along but it's also moving forward with me and my kids no one would say including my kids no one would say i don't love my children and there's still going to be a disconnect and there's still so many times as much as i know they love me i don't feel loved by them either because there's an emotional disconnect because our pasts are so different they'll never fully understand me there's always going to be some component of them feeling like you know mommy's silly and dramatic and ridiculous and crazy which is somewhat true but they can't understand the concept because they the context because they didn't live it so there's so always going to be there's a love thing that you're bringing in mm-hmm. and i think there's a this is a biblical threat to this as well where to love me now not only means prioritize me or sacrifice for me or take in my pain or listen to me or serve me or protect me but now it also means understand understand and accept because remember what we said when people say love warm and fuzzy everything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy is in the definition of love that's what i realized does it make you feel good when someone doesn't understand you? It doesn't because it makes you feel judged. Does being judged make you feel loved? It doesn't. It makes you often feel criticized and critiqued and belittled. And, and I also think it's the component of how it's done, right? So, like, that's the reason I point out some of my personal experiences is not just to kind of, like, shit on my mom. I feel like she definitely did the best that she could. But it's to point out, like, people will look at it like, oh, you went through trauma, you went through trauma. Like, you guys have different experiences. Like, why is this person together and this person's not together? The presentation of trauma is so complex like somebody can look at it and say you were raped you were molested like people will say whatever even about but i lived with my torment somebody didn't live with theirs like there's so many components and nuances to all of it that you can't just pick out one thing and be like well this is how the outcome should be it's so complex like i don't even know where i was going with that but i just feel like i look at Like every component I've seen of love, we want the warm and fuzzy. We want the feel good, right? 
we don't want the non-warm and fuzzy we don't want the feel good like everybody knows that that's what i meant in the beginning when we say like to love someone who loves you that's easy if you make me feel warm and fuzzy and i make you feel warm and fuzzy we love each other and we're on the same playing field that feels good we want those connections but when it's the people that don't make you feel warm and fuzzy or the times when it doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy and you still do patience kindness understanding compassion forgiveness that is love even though it's not the warm and fuzzy because you can do those actions and not like or feel good about that person or want to be around that person or want to talk to that person no no pleasure present there can be love where there's no pleasure and there can be pleasure where there's no love yeah but our society has woven those words together so tightly pleasure and love because i mean yes cocaine is super pleasurable exactly uh sometimes raging out and breaking somebody's car windshield is very pleasurable um cussing people i mean there's so many things that are pain releasing that are pleasurable and I think a lot of times we use and search for and appoint people in our lives to be pain vents Ooh, I think and that's then beautiful. call them lovers pain vents so that's the part that I struggle with too because I feel like everyone is a pain vent to me that is the component of love I love you so I'm taking your pain no, I mean, to, we are pain venting to them. They are our pain vent. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. That's their act of love to us, to I mean, take in our pain. Yeah. No, I agree. That it, yeah, I agree. Uh, for sure. I guess what I mean is the search for one, though, is interesting, right? That. Bef- or even what you were saying before, like you can have that need or that search and do it without having the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And that's, that's this is the lane we're playing in right now. We're playing in the fact that someone who's out there who's going to pick you up on a bad day is that's a very pleasurable thought to have and i don't know who wouldn't want to have it and that's why relationships are awesome but when it's like i've had several bad days in a row i am now on a mission to find someone who will help in this and support me during it right Mm -hmm. which i get Mm -hmm. but then the person you're going to find understand they have the same idea they have the same yeah definitely. thing in mind where i want someone to pick me up on bad days so when you go into the relationship there's gonna be times when both people are not getting their goal of why they sought you met well i think that's the problem with communication for me like i feel like i wish people and i know you always tell me my Plans are so ridiculously idealistic, ridiculously idealistic. Um, That was a tongue trick twister. But I feel like if there's proper communication, and that's what I mean by love and the levels and the nuances, right? Like, it's hurtful. But you have a bunch of friends. They all want to vie for the best friend spot. Y'all not all best friends. So the truth of the matter is there's a one, two, three, four typically maybe one one two two but whatever there's degrees to the friendship 
we all know it because there's the inner circle and the outer circles everyone has it but we can't be honest about it every single person has it the same way every single person invites certain people to their parties and not invite certain people to their parties that tells you this is an inner circle this is an outer circle but we can't control our emotions so that's so painful and hurtful that i can't say this is my best friend this is like my second best friend this is an associate if you call someone an associate they're offended what makes you think we should be friends that's a crazy expectation and you know we shouldn't but once again we're stuck on the title you know we don't have any real uh interactions or regular communication at all but if i call you an associate that's offensive if i the same way if we're friends and we've been childhood friends i have to do these things i have to say friends of childhood or 20 plus year friendship or there's all these things i need to do to negate how important you are in my life so it's not just about having a relationship it's also the importance of it and like we put all this emphasis on it and that's when you have the challenge so if someone tells you you're my second best friend that's painful because everybody wants to be first place you can't always be first place be honest with yourself is that person in first place in your life maybe not so swallow that that's what i'm saying people don't do the hard work swallow that so what does that mean cool second best friend means second best friend duties i don't have to do as much in both places so just adjust to that but i feel like people aren't honest because they want you to do best friend effort while they do regular friend effort so if i don't communicate where our relationship is i could lose the friendship or i can reduce the friendship but what is the reduction if it's not even so they want to maintain this imbalance that's the reason we're not going to communicate on it right like you see it with men like i'm not going to tell you that actually i want to have a threesome because i could lose you so i'm going to cheat or actually i want to cheat or have an open marriage i'm not going to tell you these things instead i'm just going to sneak and do it and maintain this illusion that i'm in this whatever relationship but i have these desires that i'm scared to tell you i'm scared to lose you so i do it deceivingly right but what happens when i try to come out and say it we're not necessarily going to accept it so that's part of the problem if i come and tell you honestly i could lose you yes that's where the control and manipulation and the lies and the fear come into the love because it's like now because i don't want to lose you i'm scared to be honest with you i have to try to manipulate it to maintain this and to not lose this thing that i think is love or that i feel is love as opposed to like if you're searching for love why aren't we okay with like the nuances of it why is it always romantic why can't i say you don't love me romantically but you want to be a friend i think uh there's there's no difference and all the difference that it's it's blended in because these we've put words in to make these delineations well, i say that for platonic but even within the same sex like i love you but we're not best friends whatever that means I, like you know what, what i'm saying I mean. like I, I, I don't know it's such a stressful no one thing is really saying well, because people aren't being means. honest what they what they will express is disappointments and hurts like hey best friend are you coming to this thing of mine i'm not wow well fuck you exactly you know i mean like wow well, okay we, so <laughs> we had a really good friend example with one of your friends where they were like lifelong friends business partners and then it was like you didn't do this one thing you don't support me you don't love me it's like hold on hold on hold on so i've supported you for 20 years and one thing i don't do i don't support or love you like that's what I mean by these different degrees and uh, explanations of love. Like let's define it. Like forget 
like me and you talked about all of our thoughts and opinions i feel like at the end of the day that becomes meaningless it's like each relationship whether it's a friendship a dating relationship whether it's platonic or business it's to me important to identify the contract the contract already exists let's explain it right if i'm coming into a business um we're writing out the agreement we're signing it we're both agreeing to these standards now we both know expectations what our roles are all of that when we think about relationships we don't do the same thing we somehow put more thought into business concepts than we do our personal ones right like we put all of this time and energy into creating uh structures and organizations and businesses creating uh what is that like poc standard operating procedures and like you know like just all these things that we put in place for business for money for this and in our relationships we wing that shit like that doesn't make any sense like everyone's like work and money that's not going to bring you happiness it's your relationships it's your memories it's certain things but we don't put any intentionality into our relationships it's just a bypass a byproduct of whatever happens in life i go to school i meet these people i become connected and i say these people are my friends do y'all have anything in common do y'all actually like each other like we see it on reality these are the people you love that's how you speak and treat the people we, you love like backstabbing and did it no because we're not actually spending the time to say this is someone i like or get to know or be honest with ourselves we're so lonely and scared to do that work we rush into it. and that's what i meant like be honest with what it is you're looking for because if you're honest and admit i'm just lonely you're gonna be less likely to hook up with the guy or do something because you don't even want to admit that because you know what that looks like so you don't tell that you don't say it to yourself and you definitely don't say it to no one else if you can admit the motivation behind why you're doing it you're less likely to hook up with a guy in a way that you'll regret yes because not based on someone not else's that standards, hooking up with the guy yes. is the wrong thing. no but like if you say i'm actually chilling on that type of stuff for right now and I kind of want to get home tonight because I'm supposed to get up for this, this, and that. This is your choice, desire. Mm-hmm. But you stretch it and you push it because you can't admit how much the void is being filled by that man or woman on either side. Exactly. It's going to make it difficult. And again, it's no judgment from me because I've been there. It's no judgment from me when the so-called void of love or some or void of affirmation or void of validation or repeat thoughts that you're not good enough and now you have this encounter with the person saying everything this is real life man and 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 sometimes we serve the thing and sometimes we don't but fact of the matter is it's just to be aware of these energy surges we call love and communicate i think like trying to be as honest with ourselves and in each other each other as possible because you can't control what happens as far as energy and da 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 but if you're not honest i feel like that's the thing so it's twofold right because we care for people and because we care about ourselves (laughs) we don't want to hurt people we don't acknowledge that there's a component of us loving ourselves to not wanting to hurt people we don't want to look bad right so or see their hurt that's that's what i'm saying it's two components like we don't want to hurt them but we don't want to get hurt also so like even just in saying and delivering a bad message we don't want to get hurt we don't want you to think we're the bad guy or whatever lesser than whatever so it's like be honest with yourself that that's a component of it because then you can recognize that's gonna happen 
Yeah. That's going to happen. Throw that out. We're going to hurt each other. Trash that. Guaranteed. Definitely going to hurt each other. Now, to what extent? What extent are we going to hurt each other? Because, yes, it might hurt if I tell you, babe, I don't necessarily love the way you look in those pants. Or I do think that you gained some weight, right? But, like, we can go to the gym and work out together. Now you've informed me or whatever how you feel, I can do work. Versus (laughs) I get to 300 pounds, and now that's irreconcilable. Like, you're like, I'm not attracted to you no more. You could have told me, like, babe, you're putting on a little weight. Not you, but I'm saying hypothetically, oh, you're putting on a little weight. Maybe you should work out. Well, not even maybe you should work out. Like, I would really challenge. I would. I, I would challenge attraction. this whole thing you're saying. I would challenge the person whose loss of attraction. But challenge doesn't mean don't say it. That's my point too. How do you work on that if you don't? If you just leave it in your head, it's not getting challenged. But I'm if saying, it stays what if, in your mind, it doesn't get challenged. You're just over there feeling it I'm, and thinking it. I'm challenging it myself that I have a rejection to my spouse gaining weight. Mm-hmm. This is a true thing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm challenging it myself. Why is that a problem? Mm-hmm. For instance, I was out with, with a homie the other day who told me a, a real dude won't be bothered if you check his chick because if you don't, if nobody checks for his chick, that means his girl is trash. Im- implying basically that there's a reduction in my overall status mm-hmm. based on the attractiveness of my, my partner. Partner, yes. So when my partner would, were to gain weight, whatever particular amount of weight that I, I deem unattractive I feel like that's an opportunity for me to do work in myself to see why am I bothered and what kind of disturbance is in me that's making me suggest to them what they should do or tell them or warn them that I'm about to lose attraction these kind of energy inducing actions I'm not saying you don't have a right to people can do what they want but I at least check that motivation inside myself, that urge or... But do you check it to see is it self-protective even to not say it? That could also check be... Check everything. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agree. But it's very difficult check to everything. self-check yourself. But you're the only person who can. Can and can't. So you're that's the only person who can do a self-check. You're the only person that can do a self-check. Yeah, that's that's the I mean. reason why self-checks are not sufficient. That's the reason people have different types of assessments. Mm. There are some that you administer yourself and there's some that you don't administer yourself. Yeah. The same way that you and I talked about, like, to me, that's almost like not leaving your neighborhood. Well, the people around you are going to agree with you for sure. They're going to think like you, look like you, be like you. The only way to test that is to leave the neighborhood, leave Mm. your comfort zone. Same thing when it comes to sort of talking about discussing and processing different conversations and emotions. You can do it alone for sure, but there's always going to be a limit because you're doing it according to your own knowledge and understanding and opinions. The moment you start talking to people who think differently than you and see things differently than you, your own perspective is challenged and therefore, in my opinion, enhanced. Mm. Um, but that, again, is part of the challenge because I'm trying to tell people, like, like for what you're saying, too, it becomes like this, like, you want me to give this hurt to this person I care about? I think so if I want the relationship to last is what I even say to how I look at my friendships. If you can criticize me or tell me your truth, knowing that it could hurt me, one, you think I'm strong, you see strength in me, two, you see worth in me because you want this friendship or relationship to sustain. 
because you could just run cut me off do whatever if i did something to bother you or vice versa you could just let it go so there's obviously some worth that you see in the relationship uh there's worth that you see in me so like i look at it a little bit differently as opposed to um those being negatives i see it also as an investment in greater care of who i am because you're invested in my future and the person that i'm turning out to be and the woman that i'm going to become and you want what's best for me even if that means losing me that's that's that is sacrificial love i'm willing to die even for this relationship to die if it means that you're going to be your best self that's how i try to operate in my relationships like even if and i've told you that before like you know a thousand times i felt like this is too much for you save yourself leave hmm. me be on your way and have greater peace and joy and happiness without me right i tend to feel like that about most people which is the reason i also struggle to open up because it's, it's a difficult thing like yes i want love sometimes in my state i want to get that love but it's almost like what you're saying the recognition that even having a relationship with someone means i'm now putting my shit on you or would like to put it on you sometimes definitely and realizing that my stuff people can't handle the tea tip of the yeah. iceberg so it's like i'm starting to get to the point to almost feel like what you're saying that it's almost cruel to expect to have relationships with people or to expect love certain expectations because they yeah. cannot uh not cruel but potentially painful well that's what i mean they can't handle the things that are light for me so to even get to the point where i'm feeling supported we can't even get to that point yet so it's like even when i'm just giving you the little if that's gonna crush you i can't get into the other stuff that i need to get into or i can't reach out when i know i need to or i can't you know what i'm saying so it's like it's not benefiting me which is most not of the time per- not I feel perfectly like. A message here or there can be i mean this is the same thing that we're saying for love like what is your definition of love so yeah. that kind of goes into it like people have to define it so i feel like in my experience people are often telling me to lower my expectations of love <laughs> in some form or fashion like in some way or another like that's kind of the message is like i mean it is love but it's not ideal I and mean, that's kind of what i was telling you with my mom so i think for me that's been so much of the struggle is i've dealt with the non-ideal love for so long that it's like I don't want more of those oh I would agree those are draining that's what most of my relationships are where I'm giving 80% and receiving 20% I don't need more of those I don't even need to give you 80% of mine I just would be like I don't know I honestly I don't even know what to expect because I've not met the match I guess or whatever you would say for that like i have not found that com- com- compatibility in that sense of a relationship as far as like energy interests like whatever like we're on the same page with this idea of love and communication like a hundred percent on the same page i don't know what a hundred percent is that's what i'm saying i don't know 20 percent. i'm saying on the same page of love and communication like how it presents so no, I don't think it needs. I don't think anyone's a hundred percent. I think I don't a hundred percent like myself. If we're all so. snowflakes, that's gonna be quite the interesting search for you. If we're all st- snowflakes, what w- to find the identical? Well, I just said not identical. Oh, you just mean yeah, yeah. I, got I you. never look for identical. That's right, my right. point. I I think that's kind of my struggle. Is like that's not even a consider. I mean, I couldn't have considered that from a kid. I don't have this idea of like I do think I have desire but ideals 
my ideals are weird they're not relationship based as much as they are societally based which is still I guess relationships that's my problem right like I can get to uh accepting certain things within my relationships as I told you like I'll adjust right so like if I give too much I'll adjust so that it's even it's not draining me but that ain't good for them they're upset by that so that's kind of what I mean like it's gonna be a give and take because like you said everyone's not gonna be happy but where is that balance between happy because I still have to be at my peace mentally and so I think that's what I mean when I start to find like there's the challenge because people will tell you this is what you should do this is how it should be for love for relationships for friendships if that doesn't mesh with what makes you feel good and makes you feel at peace mentally then what do you do that's what I feel like a lot of people struggle especially like trust your instincts you can't trust your instincts if you have trauma because your instincts are conflicted or you know even when you say communication like I can communicate well if I'm not triggered what about when you're triggered both parties so then that means our triggers have to not be triggering each other or not explosive not to the point where it's exploding and creating turmoil but like even that is a challenge because when do you meet other people who aren't triggered and traumatic I mean in my world I feel like most of the people that I run into have a lot of trauma even and even if you find somebody who you think maybe doesn't share the traumatic past there's new triggers introduced just in that fact that the trauma isn't shared right so when the trauma is shared then there's triggers abound right yeah and when it isn't then there's triggers abound exactly i think that's why love is so complicated because it's just sort of like this thing that you can't live without but you're never satisfied with yeah 